0: What up, what's happening? My name is Faust, a.k.a. Faust, the bad guy. Big shout out to Afro Bits Intelligence. Afrobits Intelligence Podcast. Afro Beat Intelligence. Democratizing African music. So it's, it's good to see you. Um, it's good to see you. This is a nice apartment. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you lived here? Um, not too long actually, uh, probably like end of, end of 2020, so barely over a year-ish, kind of, yeah. Huh. I once spoke to a friend, who was also an artist, who said he changes apartments depending on the level that his career is at. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that, that that would kind of apply to every man, Okay, you know, depending on where you are in life. Yo, yo. Your, wherever you're living will definitely reflect that. So it's probably not only artists that have that. And for you, is that true for you in any way? I mean, I definitely had to, you know, um, change. Yeah, I'll I say yeah to an extent. I had to change where I was where I was uh, living before because where I was living before was basically shared shared accommodation. Um, you know, a couple of my guys. You know, this bachelor party type. Yeah, level now. You know, just you and a couple G's. where where you have all the parties where you have all that you know but i guess certain level of growth yeah certain certain level of uh maturity yeah Mm -hmm. to use that word loosely (laughs) (laughs) um just and just the the principal thing to be honest with you just wanting my own space man my space is very important to me um but you had you had your space with your other people this year. My brother, not enough, not sufficiently. My space was very intruded upon. Um, not by anyone's intentional doing, but it just so happened like that. If you live if you don't live alone, there's only a certain level of privacy you can have, which is basically your room. Sure, <laughs> <True>, sure. <true, true. laughs> the rest of it is not your space really. Oh. Uh, you know, primarily. So that was the main thing. Just needing my own space. My space is very important to me. When I'm existing in this life, yeah, very very important. There are times when I don't even want to see a soul. I just want to be by myself in my solitude, in my own controlled environment. But, but making music, making music requires a lot of solitude, does it? For you? For me, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that your alone time, what are you doing? Um, without anybody, just by yourself. Mostly, mostly thinking. Okay. <laughs> mostly thinking. Just thinking. Random thinking. Um, they're supposed to give me a word for overthinking. <laughs> <laughs> Does they think i and think. Um, also writing, you know, writing, uh, lyrics. Um, it's, it's usually in the middle of the, all these deep, deep thinking sessions that, uh, ideas for lyrics come and, you know, I just pen them now. Mm. So do you, has, has there been any of these times when you've also had ideas while with a lot of people? Um. Yeah, of course, of course, very possible, very possible. Especially when uh, it's a studio vibe and there's a couple of different artists together, you know, everyone is just bouncing ideas, of course. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Sometimes I'm just with my guys, I'm just being silly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just having fun. <laughs> I'm just having fun. Right? A lot of these things come and, you know, these things came also largely um, in that, in that old space I was existing. Cause you know, I just have my guys around. I would just be messing around. I would say things, things that end up becoming you know, culture-shaping phrases yeah. slams or slams or you know the the wedding size yeah. There's something light for real. <laughs> the yellow bass, you know, all these. Okay, that's what I'm saying. All so these culture-shaping ideas. A lot of them were just me, just having fun it, with your people, with my guys, and it just the idea just came. Is there a difference between like th- that idea that comes from those sort of situations and the ones that come from you just being by yourself in your room? Or what in your space alone? The, the difference I would say, largely, probably the ones the ones that come when I'm alone are usually maybe a tad deeper. Okay, you know, there's probably more reflective lyrics, probably more uh, uh, in-depth lyrics, lyrics that they're probably the the most storytelling lyrics because you're soul searching. I'm still searching, and you know, at the end of the day, also, even even after I get the vibe the joint vibe, I catch that joint vibe with a couple guys or whatever. And even if we say, yeah, the vibe now is uh, something light, and I still want to write that story of it, that verse I probably will still do in solitude. I work best when I'm on my own, basically. Oh. Yeah. So when it comes to actually telling the story on a record, for example, I want to be by myself when I'm thinking about that story and arranging that story, you know, and putting the words together. Much of your life, much of your career has been storytelling. Yeah, I look at you and I—I I don't see an artist. I see someone who trades in stories. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I say it. Like you, you, you trade stories. Yeah, uh, you just find various meetups to do that. Yeah, this is true. Um, which is true. Look at your work, your music. You're telling stories. One of the reasons why we fell in love with you at the start, yeah, was because you tell stories. One of the reasons why we're still with you and why we're why we're following everything that you make in the studio is because you continue to move us along with stories. And when you go into Nollywood, you do the same thing. Um, in, your, in your comedy, you do the same thing. And there are times when you have found ways to weave stories across different mediums through each other. And it's just like this fouls universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you ever looked at it like this? Yeah, I, I've i kind of always looked at it like this. I've always looked at myself as a storyteller. Yeah. You know, I've always been that kind of artist and I will never stop being that kind of artist. That is my, you know, a, a very vital part of my own angle to artistry. Yeah. You know, it's a very important aspect. Just painting pictures for you to see so vividly, you know. Yeah, man. What informs these pictures? Um, Mostly inspired by events uh, people that I come across, yeah, things that happen, my immediate environment, life experiences, yeah, you know, um, yeah, man, just mostly, I mostly catch a vibe from my immediate surroundings. So in a manner of speaking, someone has to have lived to be able to tell certain stories, not necessarily. Someone has to, someone has to have a combination of living and being a great sponge. Oh, in that you soak up what what what's popping around you. You soak up stories. You soak up even stories that you consume. Sure. From stories you consume, you could be inspired. Yeah. You know, you can combine that with. You just have to be a good curator as well. Yeah, I think. Um, um, yeah, I've never... okay. Yeah, I think that's also an an, an uh, a skill that I've picked up on this journey of artistry. I've become a beautiful curator. So sometimes, before we go into the curator part, because I've never looked at the curator angle of it. I've only seen the... I can connect with being a sponge. I can connect with soaking up everything, having your receptors open every time to collect uh, things from your environment, from your people and, you know. But these stories sometimes, um, being someone who is a sponge, you absorb and absorb and absorb and absorb from your environment. What does that do to you as a person? Do you think... Does it make you, do you think it makes you wiser? Do you, do you think it, it gives you more empathy? What does that do to you? How does that shape who you are as a person? definitely makes you wiser, I, I, would, I would say, yeah. It adds to you. Okay. There's a, there's a, an expression that, forever follow me, and that is one of lifelong learning. Yeah. Throughout life, for as long as you're alive, you are learning. True. Sure. Learning never ever stops, my brother. So if I'm hanging out with you and you say something, and it hits me in a certain way, I would have to stop for a minute to say, oh, man, that is true. Yeah, I'll take that and hold it and keep it somewhere. I've learned something from you. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's continuous. If somebody else does another thing, I keep that. You know, I have to be so open to receiving and not being overly stuck in my ways and like, oh, I can't change this. No, no, this is not how this. No, I have to be open enough to say that, ah, maybe this thing I've been singing this way is not actually this way. Maybe this is actually the way. Oh, what if it's like this? Or oh, what if it's like this? You know, just having that open canvas, if you like, to be able to paint any picture. And are there stories that have, are there stories that you've consumed, stories that you've assimilated, that have literally, that have moved you in a way that, that has been very pivotal to your existence? Sorry, as that again. <laughs> has there been stories that you've consumed, or stories that you've stumbled on or things that you've observed and they have moved you, they have been so pivotal in your in your life, in your career, and the way you've conducted your business or even as a person. Yeah, yeah, I think I think on a daily basis. Okay. I think on a daily basis. I think one major one is just the story of Nigeria, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you bleed, you bleed for this country. <laughs> the story of Nigeria, bro, just existing here. And maybe because I'm such a I'm, I'm an artist that completely exists where he is. Yeah. I'll tell you what I mean by that. I can't, my art cannot be removed from the world that I live in. From the world that it's created within. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Or From the world that I, the creator exists in. Okay. Do you hear what I mean? I get you. Yeah. So even if I'm creating in London, because I, I'm resident in Nigeria a certain emotion covers me could be one of frustration could be one of anger yeah could be one of what the fuck is going on here bro you know so those emotions will obviously translate into what i'm writing it it's inevitable yeah it's inevitable i'd, I'd come back to nigeria and your right. uh, h- how you say the country and why you constantly continue to fight and bleed for the country and do like something that you don't even need to do yeah of course but you do it yeah. so we'll get there but i want to talk about curation a bit mm. so you're bombarded with all of these stories i'm trying to get into like your head as a creator okay okay so you, you're bon- you're bombarded with all the stories you're assimilating them every day how do you now know which stories would work which stories you would have to tell okay so i guess that that is then where your skill Or gift as a curator then comes in for example i'll give you a good example i was watching i was watching ozark yeah i love i love that (laughs) so beautiful i love i love wendy i'm a a wendy fan bro ozark (laughs) such an amazing series bro such an amazing so thrilling so gripping yes it is everything i was watching it in 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 the thick of lockdown do, do you binge watch it Yes, now. when it comes, I've I been watched it. So <laughs> I I had to give them. It was only really the last the last uh, part that they just released. Yeah, um, that was that was the only one I watched on its own. The rest of it I had binge watched at once. Oh. Okay. yeah. So, um, in, in in the heart of lockdown, yeah, I was watching this, and there was one scene, in Ozark, where uh, my M- Mari and Wendy were in therapy. Yeah, with that. Uh, elderly woman, yeah, no, the elderly therapist, yes, <laughs> the one they were bribing. <laughs> 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 that eventually met her was hello, <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, um, that that scene where they were interacting with the therapist, there was something so gripping in that scene, something that held me so spellbound and so entertained. I was like, oh my God, this is such a profound scene. Yeah. And I promise you that that scene on its own, just that scene inspired the idea for an entire show. Whoa. Yeah, bro. Therapy from that, the show therapy that I did with tokemakiwa Kenwa, Bovi. Um, <laughs> that, so that's why I said that okay. your skill as a curator has to come into play. Me watching that, I, so many people watch that. Yeah. But me watching that scene, it hit me in a different way. Sure. It hit me like, this is way beyond a scene. This is an entire experience. So much can be revealed in this thing. Yeah. So I then imagined, so that's why you have to constantly throw yourself into situations and imagine these situations. Yeah. Imagine that scenario, but in this context. Yeah. <laughs> in this context with a with our own story, you know, and something a lot more comedic, yeah, you know, and not just them. It was very serious. Like yes. it was deep. It was serious. But here, I just imagine a lot more comedic and imagine a chaotic therapist again. I was like, oh man, this is genius. This will just be brilliant. And then we went ahead to execute the show and it turned out to be excellent. Yes, <laughs> yes. It was beautiful. I think it's one of yeah. the, I think it was one of your standouts things that you've ever done yeah, yeah. as a creator yeah, and you know that has been birthed even that has now birthed another bigger idea because now we're going to spin it off oh, We're going to spin it off oh, and create okay. a bigger show you know now we want to delve into their family their personal family life their close friends you know so you want to build the characters and yes, expand now, expand a, a bigger show about their lives oh. as what we're working on right now like these <laughs> well, done. <laughs> well done. well done well done well done, well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. That's that's beautiful. Just some form, yeah. A just, very it, there's tiny, something that is part of and what that's why I, I'm a creator. A big part of me being a creator is me being a consumer. Okay, yeah. People never want to talk about that. That you yeah. need to have for you to create, you need raw materials. Yes, now. and those raw materials come from consumption of all that other, other people's other creativity. People's cre- exactly. Oh my brother, almost not, almost absolutely nothing is new under the sun. Yeah, you know. So making variations adaptations you know it's one thing you have to be very openly uh you know you know uh, uh, very open to um yeah man so that that that's a big part of, of my art and so when you consume these things and you're curating and creating alongside each other how do you now know what goes to music what goes to nollywood what goes to instagram what goes to tiktok what yeah. goes to how How do you run this mail? you have to just figure it out by yourself kind of <laughs> so for example even this one i just gave first thing that comes to me first first things first whatever i'm doing has to be sufficiently unique and sufficiently different from where i've originally been inspired yeah you know and have a life so much so that it has a life of its own it has its own essence its own essence its own entity you know, that's my one thing. The second thing is then, okay, what is this thing? What is the best form that it will thrive in? That that one, when I thought about it, I was like, oh man, this is definitely gonna be a series. It has to be recurrent. Yeah. We're gonna talk about so many issues. Sure. Okay, but then where does this series go? How come? Okay, it's a pretty much straightforward series because everything happens in one place. Okay, how about I make it a web series? So, you know, it seems like it's is not too elaborate in the sense that we're, you know, doing different uh, Setups—it's just one setup. Yeah. You know, everything happens here. Different topics, one crazy couple, and a crazy therapist. You know. Mm-hmm. And did you? Did you did the casting yourself? Yeah. Well, yeah, myself and my team. You know, we just said I shared the idea with my team. I was like, mm-hmm. "This is what we want to do." They're like, "Wow, oh, this is mad." Yeah. yeah, yeah. Took him work for this. Yeah. 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 Boom. Work as the therapist. Oh, yeah. Joshua work as a pastor. <laughs> nah, uh, that it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy, and that's just how we throw ideas around, man. Okay. And, and then, so knowing how important consumption is in all the things that you create, um knowing how the things that you put into your head and it inspire your work and in a manner in a if you look at it if you simp- if you expand it more, it's like the things you consume drive your car your career drives your work, which drives your career, and to a certain degree drives your existence mm-hmm. so at the heart of everything is what you allow get into you, yeah. 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 I think that is pretty much it. What you allow. Yes. So it's, along the lines of what I was saying earlier on lifelong learning, yeah, being readily available to learn at every point in your life. Two, yeah. being a sponge, being ready to assimilate right. something beautiful when you see. And the third is being a beautiful curator. Take all these things that you've learned and assimilated, find a way to create something sufficiently distinct. Yeah. That it has its own essence. And Something a few people, so these are different steps. You consume, you consume your receptors, assimilate, you pass them through your filter. And by the time you bring them out again, it's a different, it's, it's, of course, it has elements of where you got them from, but it's, an, it's a different entity it's on its own now. Of course. And now you move to execution. So that movement between your brain, like when you consume and when you move to execution, a lot of people, experience some form of inertia, mm. some resistance towards bringing this idea to life. Mm. Does that ever happen to you? Yes. Now, yes. In what way? Um, at times you have doubts, you know, <laughs> would this thing be good in this light? Okay. Or oh, would it not be good? Should I burn it? You know, no. I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, when I consumed. Childish Gambino's This Is America. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was another beautiful one. I initially didn't think anything. Yeah, well, I, of course I thought <laughs> this is a strong body of work, you know, but what I mean by that, I, I hadn't started doing anything yet. I hadn't personalised it until I spoke to a friend of mine and he was like, have you ever thought about in a, uh, uh, this, this jam and video, but from a Nigerian perspective. And even he probably had just mentioned it in passing, like probably didn't realize what he had done. Yeah. But in that moment, I was like, hold up hold up, just, whoa, do you know how profound that would be? Yeah. And that same night, my brother, I went to the studio and, you know, I already had some lyrics I was writing, you know, in that direction. I just adapted them Uh for that purpose to that beat. Well, you had lyrics that spoke to that sort of situation. I spoke to that, yeah, exactly. Then I now adapted them to that beat, to that creation, and recorded that. As soon as I finished recording it, I sent it to my manager, and I was like, yo, guy, I want to shoot a video that somehow spoofs the original. but in this context, he was like, mm, I don't think the video is necessary. Just drop the audio. I said, no. <laughs> listen to me. This product is not complete without that video. If you if you can go ahead and try and if you try and run it if you think but, so. But but the visuals contain all the magic. <laughs> My brother, I said till today, I still look at him and I said, Shabia, I told you. <laughs> but you know, in that moment of that taking this and translating to this, he had doubts. Mm-hmm. That might not be necessary, but I was so vivid in what I was seeing that I said. No, <laughs> I have to follow through with everything. So you have to be able to beat those doubts and be certain that, you know, you're making the right decision, following through. Yeah, and that one turned out to be. I mean, of course, there are times where you could be wrong too. Yeah. No one is perfect. No one has the full blueprint. But you have to really genuinely believe in your artistry. You, that's, that's beautiful. And, and you also, you, you're also, you're also a, an industry man. I don't say an industry man from a place where you, but I speak from this, from this perspective, you work with a lot of people at every point in time. All, a lot of your projects are collaborative. So you move from a a place like the music industry where everything revolves around you to Nollywood where you're a part of a machine and yeah, but that's it in Nollywood, you might be a star, but you always, you have to be a part of a machine, you can't make a movie by yourself. But you can make an album by yourself. Yep. So in music, everything revolves around the artist. In Nollywood, everything revolves around the product. Every other person is a cog to fit in. And in comedy, again, it revolves around you, except when you do some productions that with okay. other people and then it moves. Mm. And you fit into these boxes well. You move through these lines very smoothly and sweetly. How do you do it? How do you... How do you have to navigate that? You have to be flexible. Okay. Have to be, If you want to be the kind of artist that I am, which is this multi-dimensional, multi-faceted artist. Um, a lot of musical artists, because of what you said, everything revolves around you. So a lot of musical artists end up being self-centered, you know, self-centered in their core. And that affects pretty much anything that they do. So they would find it difficult to thrive in all these other scenarios because they used to being. The center of oh, everything. Yeah. However, I'm very okay with taking myself out of that and looking at the bigger picture. Okay, this is the big product that everyone is trying to achieve, and if I exceptionally destroy my part, I am still a star inside this big product. Yeah. But then the teamwork—you know, everybody destroying their parts. Do you know what I'm saying? makes the entire product even more exceptional. I'm a huge believer in collaborations. Bring your talent, I bring my talent. What we create together is magic. It's always going to be magic because there's different, it's like putting different spices in a pot. Yeah. Which you're gonna taste at the end of the day will be so mad. Versus when you put only rice. You <laughs> know, <laughs> true. Yeah. True. Um okay. I want to go into, I want us to talk about a bunch of things. I, I want us to flesh out Nollywood and your involvement. In it. I also want to talk about music and your involvement in it. I also want to talk about comedy as its own conversation in itself. Um, cause I love comedy. I consume a lot of comedy. I think it's a, I think it's one of the older skills that should never die out. Can, can never die. But society changes all the time and mm. we we can see this happen even in the U S and locally too, a few people have run for how in the past comedy used to be like, people just talking shit, mm-hmm. like people would just see the world, imagine it in the most interesting way. If they want to pass a message, they pass a message in the most hilarious way. And now with sensibilities changing and, mm-hmm. you know, there's something called cancel culture mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people are less open to hearing things that they don't want to hear mm-hmm. that changes things. Yeah. Yeah, like what happened with Will Smith as well, I mean. Yes. Mm-mm, I feel you. That's also a thing. Like you do something also. People people are more careful now. You do something also. People are like, okay, how and you know one misstep is just enough to invalidate every other thing that you've ever done. It's messed up for the for the artist. It's really messed up for the artist because limits creativity. If there's anything that is bad in life, is that thing that limits creativity. Thing that doesn't allow you operate with a huge spectrum with an open canvas yeah All you can only paint on this side yeah it then becomes you know like i'm being restricted i can't really operate to the fullest of my capabilities but you also have to understand where it's coming from it's you know it's very understandable like you said earlier on it's people feeling like oh this does offend me or oh, this does offend me and man it's tough man <laughs> so um, the world is just yeah, the world is moving, and you know what can we do okay, so for music, yeah, um music first, for music you you're a rapper, yeah, at heart, primarily <laughs> you know what one, one thing i love one thing I love the most, yeah, about my career and the kind of artist that I've been able to establish myself as, yeah, is that it's almost difficult to say this is what this guy is. Sure. Because <laughs> this guy is this, 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 and this, and this, and this. Yeah. The first time we ever consumed you, when we went to your first, your first project, it was rap. Mm-hmm. When you were in the UK yeah. and they were looking in, yeah. it was rap it was as you're en- your entering into the market. And then the more we moved forward, it's almost as if you... You showed so much adapt- adaptability within the space while not losing your original essence, your wordplay, your storytelling, all of that. But you found a way to speak the language of the people, always. Let's, let's talk about your adaptability. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much what we have been talking about um, leading up to now, you know, just being able to curate, Yeah, able to see that, okay, come. This is sweet. This is what these people love to listen to. Yeah. This is what I want to say. This is how to merge them both in the best way possible. And that was pretty much it. Like you said, predominantly it was rap, you know, rap music. What's Up Guy was. Yeah, What's Up Guy was 20, was even 2014. 2014, yeah. Uh, my first mixtape was in 2009. Yeah. You know, while I was still in uni, finishing in 2010. 11, 12, 13, I was still putting out stuff. So stringing together my first album in 2014. Um, what's up, guy? It, it coincided with me bringing out this comedic character, yeah, especially mm-hmm. online. And it, it for me, it was, I stumbled on it, you know. How? Because at that point, rappers, re- rappers are not supposed to be comedians. Yeah. So in a way you broke that mold. Yeah. You pushed past that ceiling. Yeah. You made people see that it was possible for you to live a dual existence at that point. Yeah. For me, making music from the very beginning. And um maybe also thanks to inspiration from greats like like Kanye West, for example. Yeah. At the time that Kanye was popping, rappers were not meant to be dressing in the way that he was dressing. True. You know, guy who came through with Ralph Lauren polo shirts, uh, skinny jeans. <laughs> like, <laughs> Lupe Fiasco. Yeah. Lupe Fiasco was on a skateboard. Yeah. Like, what is this guy doing? Are you a rapper? But these guys were creating beautiful art. Yeah. Pharrell. Pharrell was a different type as well. Yeah. Man. You know, so taking inspirations from these these sort of guys, I, I guess that sort of helped as well. Because creating music from the very beginning, I always knew I wasn't going to be a cliche type of rapper. Yeah. I'm not going to be the good old, oh, yeah, hip hop, yeah, yeah, man, what up? I'm always going to come through with my own spin on the art. Yeah. So for me, I was always very open to that. Um, The point in time where that shift came was, like I said, I stumbled on it and it was like, I was just messing around. Um, I, I think I, I was on holiday with family at the time yeah. and I'd done a funny video, you know, talking in that, uh, funny accent on, <laughs> on a video that was recorded. I can't, never forget recorded on an iPad. This yeah. was iPad era, my brother, Yeah, <laughs> iPad. This was the era where Instagram had 15 second videos, Yeah, you know, that was the limit. You have to squeeze all your creativity in there, <laughs> but. At this time, it wasn't even, I wasn't even intending, you know, I was just messing around. And um, I did a video and I posted it up. And I saw, like, the response to it. I was like, ah, what's going on here? <laughs> and just such a random video. Random video. I think I was just saying that, oh, I'm not coming back to Africa. You know, that this this weather in Europe is good for me. Something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and bro, when I saw that, that's when I knew that this is a character that I had been messing around, you know, with probably with siblings, just. Privately. Yeah. yeah. And I hadn't really brought this character out. Like, okay. They definitely want to see a lot more of this guy. Yeah. So then after that, it was orchestrated. It was like, okay, now I'm going to. Put more thoughts into this. Put more thoughts into this. Mm-hmm. Every single skit following that was orchestrated. Plan. I think the very first one that went st- stupid viral was the one where I was like, oh, um, I'm a young man from Yoruba here out of Nigeria. <laughs> yes, yes, I Especially for a young lady. <laughs> that one. People believed that, okay, this guy is actually lost and he's looking for a bit. People, like, that's how convincing the character was. Yeah. And people's moms, people's aunties, uncles were sending this thing around on WhatsApp. That's how stupid viral it was. And from then onwards, that's when I saw that, okay, this thing was beyond me and I had to keep it going. And I watched, literally watched my following grow in a, a senseless manner. And, and when this was happening and you were getting this love, it was this, Did you, were you thinking about your music at this point? Of course not. So that's where I was going. <laughs> I watched my following grow in a senseless manner, ridiculous. Um, it it then grew to a certain level, and then now at this level, I'm known, like, people actually know who this guy is, Yeah. but then people know this guy as a funny guy. Yeah. So I sat down, called my management team, I said, look, ah, things are going well. Yeah, that's beautiful, but I'm having problems somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm these guys know me but they think of me as As a comedian comedian. however this my music is my p so what are we gonna do and then from then onwards it became very intentional yeah everything comedic I was doing was always linked back to the music because I'm not going to take this back from you because it's not what I want you know I see it's beautiful I see it's getting me a certain level of following i'm just gonna find a way to merge they're both arts that go very beautiful beautifully well together so why not and that intersection is so beautiful because you have people's emotion connected via laughter and then you're giving them more with music it just flows and the music had always been there the music had always been good you know i just needed that opening yeah and my opening was humor you know that was the way for me to find out that that was my opening. Everyone always needs an opening. It's very difficult to get in. You might have exceptional talent, but you need an opening. Yeah. Because if you don't get that opening, nobody will hear your talent. You know. So I got that opening with humor, and you know from then onwards I just linked everything together, married the two with everything with the the, the challenges, bro. Before everybody started doing challenge, challenge. <laughs> the challenge since where Instagram be in fifteen seconds, my brother, elobe. Yeah, the elobe challenge ah, was mad. It's, like we marry, it's like we marry me challenge? Then elobe challenge. Then uh, celebrity girlfriend, Karishika, wedding bro, there was so many. It was like back to back to back, and everyone was huge. Yeah, and um, yeah, man. So I'm I'm grateful for the way that everything played out. It helped me to shape culture. It helped me to set a precedent. And there's anything I've always wanted to be, is be unorthodox. True. And in this, this format that you've used, it's, it's become a well, uh, trodden format because we've seen Tenny years also had that opening from comedy. Black Bones has, has had as recently, 2022, some, had the opening also from comedy. From throwing comedy and with the music. Do you feel proud? No, it's beautiful to see, man. You know, like I said, there's always going to be exceptional talent. We're blessed in this country, bro. In this continent, we're over-blessed. So that exceptional talent exists. However, you need that opening. If you can find your opening with comedy, if you can find your opening in any other way, just make sure that you take advantage. Grab it with both hands. It's beautiful to see, man. So by the time you got to this project, Stories That Touch in, 20, in 2015, you had already become a star. You've become Fowles. Everyone finally have known you. I, I, I believe Stories That Touch was where you did your magic to finally seal this. So everyone to say, this person kills it here. This person also kills it here. For me, the content of your, so I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at Karashika, I'm looking at soft work and I can say, you mixed a lot of humor in these records. How did you find the right balance to maintain, you know, artistic brilliance in music while also giving people that comedy? Was it hard to find that spot? My brother, you just try your best, you know. At the time, for me, you know, of course, I made a conscious effort to do that. Yeah. But, you know, you never know that you're doing it perfectly well until you see how it's, you know, how it's been received. But, I just, you know, definitely made a conscious effort to find the right balance between uh, this and that. And like you said, um, I had already reached a certain level of acclaim by yeah. the time I dropped this project. Yeah. But this was that pro. This was that project. Like, okay, when I don't give me a chance, I'll be, yeah. you are in trouble. <laughs> 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 so on this project, most especially, I I'm very interested in a record like Soldier. Soldier was so big and it was it was not the standard record it was just pure storytelling so record like so that became so big um across generations every demographic could connect uh were you how did you how did you come up with this so i met simi i met simi around that time okay and uh, i heard initially heard simi around that time and i um I was blown away okay. and, um, I remember it was jam question I heard Yeah, and, um, <laughs> probably one of the first few times this kind of thing happened to me as well. As soon as I heard the song, jam. I wrote a verse. Jam question. Yeah. Okay. I wrote the verse. Like I didn't even tell the artist I was writing. <laughs> I just wrote the verse. And, um, I reached out to her and I just sent it to her and she was like, what are you, are you crazy? And um we made the, the remix yeah. where I actually had a verse on the record. And then we shot it, shot a video and all that stuff. And us spending more time uh, you know, doing more music and she had literally done just the first part, first part of the song, Soldier. Yeah. She had recorded it roughly somewhere before. She played for me. <laughs> and I paused in my tracks and I said, Do you know what we have here? <laughs> She, I, I feel like at the time, even she didn't really realize what it was yet. That's what happens when you create too much. There's always some. <laughs> hey, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what we're going to do with this record. You know, it's going to be a discussion, going to be a discussion. You are, you know, there's this man that is aggressively trying to move to you, but you're not having it. And that's why you're saying soja go, soja come, soja do waiting you want just do and no do no be this kind i want and i'm going to completely embody that militant aggressive approach that a lot of men actually have and they think it's cool yeah but <laughs> on this song we're basically making a mockery of that it's like you know it's sarcastic but it's vivid you know so that that was the kind of literature that we did on that record it was beautiful man it Thank worked so much appreciate was it surprising for you people for, for for her because you saw it yeah i mean i knew this was a beautiful beautiful record um yeah i think i think it, it still became surprising to be honest because like you said it's not the normal kind of jam it isn't it's not the normal kind of jam it's not the normal yeah <laughs> it's, it's premium music and i feel like any song can be a hit as long as it's beautiful I, I share the same sentiment. I share the same view, rather. And you guys that partnership, you guys moved it into a project, chemistry. Beautiful project. Yeah. And I don't think I've seen a collaboration project that could properly embody the best of two people as much from this part as much as that project carried. It carried you both side by side, such a balance. And for that lead single chemistry also still one of my favorites to date. Thank you. yeah. um we discovered something, you know, from jam question Chan into soldier, discovered that there was a there was a meeting point, yeah, with both artists, and that meeting point was in storytelling, you know, as much as we both had our different flavors, you know. We met at a point where we were both storytellers and both vivid with it. And we had to create something together. You know, chemistry, mm. classic, classic. One of the most profound collaborative projects to date. Yes, it is. Yeah, um, and I'm super excited I did it. But that season, that time when you were when you were recording these projects with uh, Simi, and you guys were linked not just as artists, but publicly linked as lovers or something. How was that dynamic between you guys then? I mean, it was funny. Yeah, it was funny because she she has always been with Ali Kule, funny, I, you know. Yeah, I know. She had, and even at the time, I knew. I didn't know him as well yet at the time, but I knew that, of course, she had a boyfriend. His name is Ali Kule, you know. And all through that time, we knew what was popping, but we also knew what people thought was popping. Yeah. You know, well, of course, we, ah, also, you guys leaned in to so the it. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> <laughs> It's important, (laughs) so we enjoyed it and um, the music also encouraged it, you know, making a song called Chemistry, for example, is, uh, you know, it's like (laughs) making the, uh, uh, doing the album art that we did, where there's this level of intimacy, it's like, whoa, what's going on here? These guys are up to something. I <laughs> you know, people live for that shit. Yes, they do. Anything love story, anything yeah. love affair, you won't love it. Bah. Yes, <laughs> yes, they do. So that was pretty much, um, yeah, what it was. And then you moved to 27. And with 27, I think one of the ways you announced, one of the ways you announced 27 was via the statement song, Bad, Bad or Baddest. Bringing, I think it's one of the most genius moves that I've ever been pulled. You're Bad, uh, Bado, David Bado and the Badest. Nobody saw it. Yeah. And to bring everybody together on a song and to make a song of that magnitude, was brilliant. Big shout out to um, Cess, The Problem Kid, Um, a producer that I've worked with countless times and at the time we were, we were making a lot of music together and um we must have been just vibing in the studio and just i don't know it, <laughs> sometimes we just see all these crazy terms and it, <laughs> they just become something it's 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 wild it's it's almost like magic but it always happens with us myself says and you know a couple of all other guys on the team um so at the time i think we just somehow Arrived on that phrase bad battle parties, oh, and the was like, Yo, yo, do you know what will be mad? <laughs> do you know what will be mad? I said, What we be mad? So if you do jam, you lamidate and David do bad battle oh, I see Yeah, I say no more, bro. No <laughs> so, you're one of those light bulb moments, yeah. But I was like, Yo, oh, shit, yeah. crazy. I reached out to them and instantly they saw it, instantly they saw it. And, um, how how do you, how do you now choose the direction to move everyone to? You see, at that time we were just making music. I mean, I, I still do that as much as possible to date. Just make music based on how you're feeling. And, you know, when we thought of the idea, what came to mind was something with a stupendous bounce, something that is just so hype and high energy and something, of course, that would be a middle ground for all three. And that's why we went in Trap away. And the kind of energy that we injected into that record, bro, to date, it has not been replicated on any other record. Every time I perform that song, it's like the crowd is possessed. Yes, it is. It's unbelievable, bro. It was. It was the, I think it, it's the perfect Nigerian trap song just it is ah no nah, man. The energy in that record. Definitely, definitely one of my favorite songs to perform. And with a project like 27, I think 27 contained some of your even before moral instruction made its way to us. 27 was, I think it was a primer for moral instruction. Yeah. Contained a lot of the message, but it also gave us it wasn't it also gave us a lot to dance to. Yeah. To party with. Yeah. Yeah, twenty seven was a a mix of emotions. It was a bittersweet uh, kind of project. It was me feeling like uh, I was hitting a milestone. Yeah, and uh, are you twenty seven then. I was turning twenty seven uh, on the twenty seventh of October, twenty seventeen. Yeah. I was like, this twenty seven is coming up a lot this year, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know I just thought, why don't name the album twenty seven? Because it's like that is the point where you are in your life right now, and your career and that's how you're feeling. And, um, yeah. So, you know, like I said, it was a mix of a couple of different emotions, a lot of feel good stuff, but still a lot of, uh, conscious stuff. And it was also in 27 that I first attended your Fouls live. And what I saw there, I think that your first ever, was it your first or second, ed- first edition? Fouls experience, are we? Yes. Uh, yeah. 27. 2017. So, 2017 was the first edition now because I, I knew, you built a lot of the set around 27. And I was like, yo, you started on time. You, you didn't just make it a concert. It felt like we were all a part of the production. I want to know about Fowl's life. The Fowl's experience has always been- The Fowl's experience, sorry. Yeah, Fowl's experience, I, I, experience, I keep mentioning live yeah. because of your recent show. The, the Fowl's experience is um, always going to be that kind of show, you know. The idea as we conceptualized it from the very beginning. Yeah. Was if I'm gonna have my own concert where I headline and, you know, I make it a recurring thing, I don't want to just come and do normal show. I've never been a normal artist. Sure. <laughs> never that's, done. That's not, it's never been me. I'm not normal. So if I'm doing this, I have to put a different twist to it. Yeah. And that was what we ended up coming up with. It's almost like a mix between concert theater, yeah, you know, uh comedy it's like it's a blend of all, it's like you're at a Broadway show yeah it's it's like you're in a in a fucking theater bro it's it's wild, yes, it but is. at the same time you're still in a concert, so it's everything together, um the two editions that we've done so far, um we've kept it kept it going, like you said, we always start on time, and we always emphasize and let you know. We are not gonna start late. Come on, (laughs) you and um, beautiful things are served in small doses. Yeah, you know it's early. We start on time. We make sure the show has ended by midnight, and everybody can go to the after party. Yes, and and you you did that so well because in that show, it's like you found a way to not just incorporate people, but actually when you work, you don't just incorporate people into your thing. You make them be themselves, but still within that environment that you've created for everybody to thrive. So shout out to you on that. Thank you, bro. And it also brings me into moral instruction and this part of your career, your activism, moral instruction. Yes. The project has so much for us and everything. It's one of the best projects that conscious project has been ever released. Well, for you, I know you've also spoken about like, you cannot divest yourself of the environment that you're in, that you're, that you're creating. But why do you have to do it? People have said it's your, it's your family because of the father you have, but why do you have to do it for you? Compassion. Um, compassion. I look around me, I observe, I see what's going on. I'm displeased. I'm dissatisfied. I'm not comfortable existing in this sort of space. Um, also feeling, feeling a sense of loss of identity. But you are comfortable and insulated. I'm comfortable and there's this in my house, (laughs) but the bulk of us are the exact opposite of that, bro. The majority of us, Yeah, you know, we're, we're the country with the highest population of poor people in the world, in the world. (laughs) <laughs> sure. in the world um, India has like maybe four times our population like total population Yeah. but we still have more people than India now try and imagine that bro just, just try and imagine what that is like existing here I'm thinking oh, oh me I'm good though there's AC miles am I really good because what then am I living for what is my if my own brothers my own sisters existing in the same environment aren't even well off then what's the point you know i have to constantly speak about these i i can't not speak about these things and when i say loss of identity i also feel like it's a it's a bigger problem because as africans yeah as black people as a whole we are lost, we are lost. And this, this what I'm saying right now is the actual root of the problem. Even I'm just figuring it out. You know, all the complaints, all the consciousness has just been uh, 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 motivated by compassion and just needing to not be existing in this manner. But now I'm even realizing the problem is a lot deeper. We've lost, we've completely lost touch of who, who the hell we are. And that's why things continue getting worse. As Africans, we don't know that the only true way yeah. to move forward is by subscribing to the ideology that is Pan Africanism. Now, a lot of the greats, Fela Kuti, Nelson Mandela, Domo Sankara, A lot of these great heroes, great African leaders stood for this and preached this majority of their lives and their career. Pan-Africanism, looking inward, how to be the best version of ourselves, how to be industrious in our own way without assistance of any external people or races. How to be truly independent? Truly independent and self-sufficient. T- self-sufficient. Produce everything that you that you need to consume. You know, if I if I'm speaking to you now as a black man, I ask you, ah, oh, bro, I like this shit, really. Where Where you get that from? China. China. You tell me, ah, no, you say it's imported. It's imported. That's the expression to you. That's a flex. But are you mad? What do you mean it's imported? Where is the one that you're making in your country, then? So what are you? Oh, I'm a Nigerian Christian. Okay, you are. Why are you Christian? Is this just because this is the religion that the European man brought and gave to you? That's why you still are up until today? Or or you did the work to go find out what you truly believe in? What did your forefathers believe in? What What did your forefathers believe in before the European man arrived? and imposed these on you. you. What what do you know about your history? You know, a lot of people don't bother taking a back step to think we have just completely lost touch of who we are. So we're just trying to be a version that they've told us we are. Not really the best versions of ourselves. These religions that I speak of, that used to be our own indigenous religions. Now, when we look at them, we say, ah, jazz, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you are worshiping idol. That's what people will say to you. Or if you they worship Ifa, Shango, our own, own gods, own gods. Yeah. our own gods, our own gods, kind our of own local tradition, they will say you are worshipping idol. What do you mean by idol? Someone told you it was an idol. Say, oh, whether it's Jesus Christ or whether it's Islam or both religions were brought to us by Europeans and the Middle Easterns. Yeah, for, for Islam, yeah, the Arabs. Yeah. I mean, the origin of the origin of Islam is even a bit more complicated, but at least we shall know that none of the religions originated is originally yeah. us. Everything that is originally us, we've continued to run away from, because we've been told that everything that is black is low, everything that is black is bad, and we have believed it for so long. So deeply traumatized we are as a people. And you think that spills into how we conduct ourselves? Of course now, because you don't even, if you don't believe in yourself, how can you love yourself? So, because you don't love yourself, that's why you would treat another man like that. That's why the stupid bastard man that is in power is only concerned about enriching his own pocket, not caring about the, the multitude of people that is impoverishing with the acts that he's doing. He doesn't give a damn now because no, there's no sense of us. Yeah. There's, there's no feeling of the communal. There's talk less of patriotism. Nobody thinks of that. You, even when you think of surviving here, what you think of is Jack. Yeah. Escape, escape to where bro? Wherever you're running to, you're never, ever going to be recognized as one of them. It's not possible look at black people all over the world black people in the United States are some of the most some of the most traumatized among us yeah they're constantly begging to just be allowed to coexist. please don't shoot me please give me equal rights (laughs) look at what happened in Ukraine with the war Africans were being treated like shit I just heard news again like two days ago Oh, oh, oh yeah like two days ago um some africans i think on the border of morocco trying to get into Fantastic spain spain yes they were they were brought up. killed yeah She treated like shit bro it breaks your heart nobody cares about black people because black people don't care about themselves how can an animal how can an animal be in power and all she thinking Everything like this I'm talking about like this is is happening though. Yeah. But all you are still focused on is, ah, make I just chop this money, keep for my family, for my look at what is happening to us. We're losing our essence completely. Are you telling me these guys they, they've not opened their eyes to see that? Yeah. They still don't care. What kind of life are you living? And so in, in this in these spaces, it's important that there are people who, in, who remind us of who we are. Of who we ought to be how we ought to be yeah and the things that we constantly lose on the daily yeah i if 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 i'm working on the not if when i'm working on, on my next conscious project i think this is gonna primarily be the theme just the need to realize what it really means to be african what is really, what the true meaning of being African is and being the best version of that. I believe that is my true purpose in this life. That's cool. So I did, I did the, I, every time I've ever studied Africa and gone down to like the past and understanding who we are, one school of thoughts, it's even become a philosophy. Uh, some Africanism that, that is very central to how we've moved this. Ubuntu, the concept of Ubuntu, I am because you are, we're all a community and we're all interconnected. That's what it is today. You can't ask the kid on the road. What is, what does it mean to be in a community? You don't know the meaning though, it's everybody for himself, everybody for himself, because no one is thinking about the community, no one is thinking about Everyone together. No one's thinking about what I, our, our identity is collectively. So much division, so much hatred, even within us. And also, there's no particular country where black people have it good, whether homo or abroad. How, we, bro, look at the, world, the way the world is now. What is the biggest congregation of black people in the world? Nigeria. It's Nigeria now. And look at the Nigeria. Look at the Nigeria. <laughs> look at the... Where Ni- <laughs> all black people in the world, where did they come from? They came from Africa. Yes. They, they were taken as slaves. The well, Niger. their forefathers were taken as slaves. That's every... Whether you're in America or whether you're in the Caribbean or black people anywhere, your origin is here. Yeah. And here, what do we have to write home about? We are lost here. We are about... We, look at the people that are contesting for... <laughs> <laughs> we have people that are contested to be our president. It doesn't inspire. It doesn't give us a lot of inspiration. 2022, bro. 2022. There is no yet 24 hours electricity. People are going to space. In other, they're making technological advancements. We, will, they, we still want to eat. Do you know that in the near future, now, let's say Earth gets on on it's no more habitable. Yeah, people. Yeah. The the other people that have started making all these technological advancements, they've started acquiring yeah, to property life. in 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 other planets. Let's say we cannot exist here again and everybody has gone. They will leave us here and We are the ones that will be remaining here. I will I will hold on to the rocket. <laughs> hold on to the rocket. And that is that is the that is the black person's story. Yes. To be the scraps, to be holding on oh, to the awesome. foot of the plane. Never, never at the center of it all. How never, This, never, this never. can never be what we are destined to be. It's not possible. It can't be, because if you look at the black man in every sphere of life, he is so gifted. We're so intelligent. We're so physically powerful. We're so talented. Look at athletes. Look at artists. Look at every in every sphere of life. We're so gifted, but just get your shit together. So you think it all starts with an awakening to who we are. We need to know who we are, appreciate who we are, love who we are, and now start to figure out the communal, what we said about earlier, what we said earlier on, I am because Because you you are we are together. It is us. It is us because those people out there, they're not going to recognize you because they will say you are not part of us. They have their own sense of us. So we have, we have a general election coming. Would you be partisan? Partisan? No, no, no. I've, I've never been partisan. You know, I've always tried to keep it that way. Um, but to be honest with you, mostly because there really hasn't been any candidates that I've seen that has been so convincing to me that I want to beat my chest and say, this is the guy. <laughs> okay, it's it's hard for you to It just hasn't been vouch that. for someone. Yeah, and it, for me to vouch for someone, I have to have really seen a oh, more. Oh, more, and in this place that we exist in, with all the crop of politicians that we've had, have you even seen anyone like that? Not totally, <laughs> not totally. Instead, instead we move. Instead, what we don't clamor for good anymore. We cl- we're, we're clamoring for lesser evil. Mm-hmm, no. no, right now people are looking for manageable. Yes. Just give me something that's manageable. Just move us back to zero, at least. What kind of life is this bro? It sucks. Right. The earlier people realize that the the mechanism that we've adopted with dealing with this is not sustainable, the better for them. Because the mechanism of, for dealing with this kind of thing is uh, okay, uh, things rough, off, but not, no problem. God, go ahead, Fists onto the next one, look to entertainment, yeah. look to humor, you know, something to distract you. You're still going to come back to your problem. Just want to cope and escape. You can't just cope and escape. Where are you escaping to? You're going to keep on running. We just said it now. Where is he, Yankee? They will keep killing you. Where is he, uh, Europe. Look at what happened in Ukraine. Look at what happened on Morocco and border. The black person isn't safe. Nobody, they, they, they look at you as scraps in this world. You can't, you can't let that persist. That's why, and and that's why it's important that people like you stand in line. Um, people like you continue to move us forward and, you know, hold the mirror to us more than anything. Everybody has to though. Yeah. Everybody has to. People should not look at activism like, oh, are there some people that are are just activists? Everybody ought to be an activist in their own way. Activism is a group, it's a group effort. At the end of the day, it is so. You just look like, just the opposite. No, make we all because the they, they, the the only thing greater than the people in power is the power of the people. Then, uh, for for this, Shelly, with the elections coming, there's also this. It's also the the. I, I think we're as collectively as young people also. Um, I think we're also haunted by what happened during NSARS? I think it plays, a lot of us might not talk about it directly, but it plays a role in influencing our behavior and our attitude towards our country and this election. Mm. Does it, does it, does it influence how you, how, how you consider this election? Does it flavor it in any way for you? It makes me even more angry, makes me even more angry to the, to the, to the point that I am participating by all means. And I'm making sure that I vote and that my vote stays protected. Do you get what I'm saying? That's, okay. that's how it feeds into me. Um, I understand that a lot of people might have felt hard hit. Yeah. You know, it was a rough time. If there's anyone that felt hard hit, trust me, I did. You know, feeling like a huge mix of weird emotions, yeah. you know, some of utmost sadness, yeah. you know, a certain level of guilt, if you like, you know, this, this, all this stuff happened around my birthday as well. Yeah. You know, not really being able to fully escape that trauma, yeah. you know, for a very long time, it, it would still be like that. So trust me, talking about hard hit, I felt it. However, when you're fighting some certain battles, you know that that initial explosion Yeah, it will shake you, but you have to get up and go again and again and again because we're really far gone. It's not going to be bins and there's going to be unfortunate incidents like that, but we have to keep it going. And yeah, of course, everyone, it's, it's easier to say because a lot of people will be afraid. You know, a lot of people might even feel so discouraged and all that stuff, but we can't afford to let all that get to us. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for doing this, to be honest, because I know a lot of people would rather put their head in the sun, but you're on towards the danger and you're on towards the danger. And I'm grateful for that because you, you, represent what we all ought to be. And thank you for that. Thank you. Appreciate that. 2022, you're out with another project, bad, beautiful project. And listening to it, I thank think, you. I think my best song here is Gentleman. Thank you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old soul. So woman, woman appeals to me because I'm an old soul, Okay, okay, uh, okay. but gentleman. He just speaks to me with this one. I was also at your listening for this and a lot of your comments regarding this project spoke about, um, advancement, about experimentation, about the Incorporation of new elements into your work. Why is it? Why is this experimentation important to you? Why is it such a cardinal point for you to move towards? For me, it's a it, it's a um, it's an important thing in artistry, okay. evolution. You have to constantly evolve. You know, with times, with you know, sounds constantly evolve, and um, it's almost like giving yourself a new face yeah you know this is this guy, but okay, this guy has turned it around, and this is now him. it's still him, but with a new face, it's like you know those things keep it fresh, keep it interesting, keep it exciting, and um, you know that's what I try to do here. what did it take out of you did you did you have to go through learning what what did they take out of you? pushed me, pushed me a lot, especially vocally, yeah, pushed me, pushed me um um it just made me have to be open, open to trying certain sounds that, you know, I, I'm not used to trying. Um, but to be honest, that has always been me. I've always been ready to experiment. <laughs> so so it wasn't too demanding. It wasn't too demanding. And you were your most emotional here. Yeah. Yes, you, you're like, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of, um, not just your your sincerity shines from all your projects, but there's a lot of vulnerability vulnerability and surrender here. Yeah, 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 vulnerability. And um, I, I, I figured it's a, it's an emotion that we need to embrace more generally as people, even me, myself personally, you know, that's an emotion that we need to embrace a lot more. And I decided to project that with the music, yeah. And even talking about experimentation. So there's this stuff that's been going on. One of the conversations about like hip hop and rap and, and Afro bits and how everything blends together. I always get into problems when I talk about how the rap we got from the U.S. When, when it came down here and we adopted and adapted it, it became Afro bits. Like, look at our aesthetics. It's hip hop. Today, we can be the biggest singers who might be playing our high life, but with our gold chains mm. and our attitude and our swag, mm. even while playing the high life and singing. <laughs> Think about it like that. You can stand when you, when you buff up mm. on a normal video shoot, when you buff up, you can stand beside any other art, American art, American hip hop star that's pulled from his video shoots. You guys can literally exchange in terms of aesthetics. Mm. Have you, have you, have you ever seen it like that? Yeah, of course, because there's a huge influence yeah. of, uh, of the hip hop culture from, from the United States, especially there's a yeah. huge influence. Um, nobody, nobody can doubt that. Um, the, the hip hop culture in the United States kind of diffused itself through the world, yeah. the entire world. Sure. And, um, everyone sort of adapted and infused it into their own music culture. So I think that's why. So. When people say things like, um, when I talk about rap and I say, you know, yes. Um, people generally believe hip hop is dying, but I don't believe hip hop is dying. People can never ever die. In, especially in this market. What I do believe is what we consider hip hop and what we consume as hip hop has constantly shifted and mm-hmm. constantly changes. So an artist like you now, you are not giving us one are gonna. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're not giving us that. Instead, you're telling us you're speaking to us in our voice. You're speaking to us, telling giving us our stories, but you're still rapping yeah. to us. Yeah. And even the sound, it's still hip hop. Even on every level, bro. Even yeah. on every level. On every even in that America, in yeah. that United States, eh? Where hip hop originated from. If you think about Tupac and Biggie, that's an error. Yes. That's hip hop. Yeah. If you think about Outkast. Yes. That's an era. That's Mm -hmm. hip hop. If you think about Jay Z, that's an era. Mm -hmm. That's hip hop. If you think about Kanye West, that's an era. That's hip hop. If you think about Lil Wayne. Yes. That's an era. That's hip hop. Think about Drake. Think about Drake. That's an entirely different era. That's hip hop. If you think about Migos. Migos. Yes. So we think oh, about Baby. Think baby, about little, baby li- little, dog, dog, little Baby, little Baby, little So there's, there's been different versions of hip hop, all still hip hop. There's no strict way to doing this thing. <laughs> what, what, I think what just is the constant thing is that rap music is what is still, you know, you're still rapping essentially, yeah. but doing it in different ways. In different, and there's no rigidity. Yeah. hip-hop that's what makes it so beautiful there's no rigidity to it however it enters make it the the go. true you know whatever bounce is making everybody move now let that be the bounce you know and there have been so many so many different variations there's trap there's drill you know there's so many different variations of hip-hop do you think you you have, do you, have, have you ever felt like disrespected when these conversations come up because i know people that would say files does not do like a certain type of, of, has that, has that, has that in any way influenced how you've moved? Me, yeah, i from day one, me, I never, I've never sent all these things now. It not me. If you like make uh, all those, uh, what's it all those top 10 rappers, the top these, mm-hmm. if you like put me, if you like don't put me, <laughs> if you like consider me a rapper, if you like don't consider me a rapper. Like I said, my artistry is way beyond all these things. I do not even want to be boxed. So if you can't, or if you think that because I'm not doing so, then okay, I'm not a rapper. Okay, no problem, then I'm not a rapper. <laughs> as long as you consider me an artist and I'm making music, music that is popping, that is sufficient for me. I don't need, I don't need groupings. Human being has this tendency, this innate tendency to want to group things, group to things. label things. To, yeah. Oh, this is what this is called. <laughs> because it creates order for people. It, a sub- it helps them to, them to create order, I guess. Yeah. But you know, with art, there has to be a certain level of chaos yeah, for more beauty to arise. Because art is disruption. It dis- disrupts the status quo. You have to default because if you're just following the status quo, then how are we gonna stop in our tracks and be like, who is that? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> how how do we how do we how do we move it forward? Yeah, how do we move it forward? How do we put another spin on it? You know, if if people wanted to follow the status quo, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have been trapped, they wouldn't sure. have been drilled, there wouldn't have been all these new yeah. subgenres. All this emo and all the they uh, when we when 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 I heard first time I heard one of my biggest influences to date and i will always say okay. uh, a group called the tribesmen first time i heard the tribesmen yeah my head posted. dead i said what is this ldn's gang <coughs> now rap be this so yeah. but it tell story and if funny die yeah. yeah are you kidding i was like yo i want to do this kind of shit and um you know at the time it was mixed, also mixed with influences from outside as well. I think that was when Kanye dropped, college dropped out. Yeah. You know, those were still early days, uh, you know, at least my early days for, you know, introduction into hip hop. So it was like, yo, this is a beautiful sort of art. So, But all I'm just trying to say is all that has evolved. Yeah. You know, look at my art versus th- those kind of songs versus yeah. the ones that even came before that. You know, there's always going to be evolution and that's what music is about. And uh, with Nollywood, what you've been able to do into Nollywood is with Nollywood, you've been able to build, not just a career, someone who's outside looking in, you are Nollywood. Like when they write the story of Nollywood, you are a part of it. You've starred in a number of movies. Um, Every, from 2015, your filmography from 2015 up until 2021. Oh, in 2021 you have yeah. credits yeah, yeah. The, stuff. in the biggest movies big movies as well yeah what what okay. the what is your part what, your participation in Hollywood, what does it add to your life what does it add to your existence what does it give you fulfillment fulfillment as an artist okay fulfillment as an artist i've always been a huge lover of film um i've always wanted to create yeah um, um i've always wanted to be a part of the creation of film so now being involved it you know, it's fulfillment. It's like, okay, Um, like I said earlier on, as an artist, I'm very first a consumer. Yeah. (laughs) So this is an art form that I just love. I just love it, whether it's consuming it or, you know, whatever it is, I just love it. Now I want to create, you know, so that's why I would always being filmed from now till whenever, whenever, because it's it's enjoyable for me. It comes to you, but did you have practice? No, not really. At least the way I got into it. No, now that I'm in it, of course I find ways to continue to hone and uh, nurture my talent. Of course, but um, getting into it. Yeah, how did you, you get know? into it? Was it uh, was it an offshoot of your comedy? Yeah. So from those crazy videos I used to do. Those funny videos, uh, those skits at the very beginning. Um, um, I think the first call I got was from I think it was, yeah. I think it was Jennifer's Diary. Big shout out to Funkendilly. It's 2015. So 2015 was Yeah, after uh What's Up Get? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm trying to figure out which project was. It's Jennifer. Jennifer's Diary, a okay. couple, couple of days. Okay, a couple of days. A uh-huh. couple of days is when I was trying to remember. Jennifer's Diary was the first call I got officially that, come, there's something, you know, there's a series I'm working on. I have a character I want you to play. I was like, yo, I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> Obviously, it's the like great funké akindele as well. So at the time, I, you know, it's, it's a no-brainer. I want to do that. Um, But coincidentally, before I ended up uh, filming that, another guy had reached out to me for this movie called Couple of Days. Yeah. So I ended up filming that one first. Um, that one was a, it was like a supporting role. Yeah, you were a, you a role, man a there. I was a man. That is hilarious. That That is actually the first role I ever played as <laughs> man, <Gitman. laughs> <laughs> So funny. I was a Gitman. Um Yeah. And um, of course, Jennifer's Diary, what turned out to be a huge, huge role, award-winning role as well. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that was, second thing i did um yeah yeah and moving through all these productions um for you first nollywood how do they treat you they treat you like do they treat you like one of their own or yes. as, yeah or as someone who's was visiting you know how it feels when you're yeah. not fully embraced by a community because people feel you're parachuting mm. i I think I'm, I I would say I'm being treated like a part of, a part of the community. Um, I've been, I think I've been in enough to be regarded as a part of the community. And, um, it also show, it also depends on the the kind of energy that you bring. Okay. If you bring that kind of energy, like, oh, I'm just passing by. Then I guess you'd be treated in that manner, but, you know, I guess on productions, I've been I've been quite a trooper. And you've also been winning. Um, also, you also have... I'm looking at it. Yes, sir. The, you have your... Uh, your AMVCA. AMVCA. Two. Console. Two, by that one. Two, them, for two them. yes. Yeah, two. Yeah. <laughs> best Actor in the Comedy Series. Yeah. And the second one was... 2008 2018. Um, best... Best... Uh, Sub- supposing actor. actor. Yeah, Best Supposing Actor in the movie. Um, that was for New Money. New Money, yeah. First one was for Jennifer's Diary. You feel accomplished. I do. I do to a certain to a certain extent. I feel fulfilled. Yeah, fulfilled. Maybe not hundred percent accomplished because I'm still on the journey, yeah. but I feel fulfilled to a large extent. Yeah, and and with uh, with something like comedy, you know, comedy, I, I get the feeling that you collapsed your comedy into Nollywood. Mm. I get that feeling. Uh, it, it it feels like comedy Nollywood was a good vehicle to properly make your comedy, to properly scale your comedy. Yeah. It's always, it's more arranged. Yeah. It's more, also more serious. Yeah. When it's in a, something of more tangible form. Yeah. Other than just, you know, skits. Yeah. Skits that are maybe monetized or whatever, you know, when it's in a proper form, like in a film or like a TV show and. You know, it just feels more like, okay, it's more of an asset. It's more of a, yeah. So that's, that was why I sort of leaned more, uh, into that. And it also felt like a natural growth path progression. Yeah. A a natural progression for me as well. Yeah. But but did you ever have dreams of having a stand up or something? No, I feel like stand-up is a completely different art. <laughs> I feel like stand-up the completely different art. We, and stand-up is probably one of the most difficult things to do in this life. We don't have a lot of stand-ups here. Yeah, we don't have that much, that many uh, stand-up comedians like that now. I mean, they're comedians, but people that really do stand-up, stand-up. And that takes a lot. Ah, it's but, not easy. Well, Thank you, thank you so much. Thank but, you. but before before we end this, because we've done a lot of this, thank you so much, and thank you for doing this. This is the second time we are recording this. we supposed the first time we scheduled this. I got into a lot of biggie. <laughs> Long story, right? I couldn't. Nigeria happened. To Nigeria, you. Yeah, Nigeria happened to me, so I missed it. And thank you for having to reschedule again. I appreciate. Oh, bros. My with all of this happening for you, um, you know. You've done a lot, a lot has happened and there's still a lot, that you, a lot of plans. Like we just spoke about your new plans. There's a off for the, for the therapy happening. There's also another project coming out. Yeah. It, there's it, a movie. I literally just put out a post that today. So yeah. there's a movie that I'm in. Um, it's, um, it's a Jadi Shibir production. Um, nice. Just in case you didn't know Jadi did uh sugar rush. Yeah. She's amazing. Jade Jade is amazing she's she's one of our super work. she's one of our nollywood Royal, royalty her work her work is super super um so um yeah it's called brotherhood oh nice it's an action film Oh, an action film very gang it's the one that has is it the one that has the one mc that- macaroni and macaroni is in it as well basket mouth but, is in oh. it. it's, uh i literally play lead myself until we backray. for real we are twin brothers <laughs> okay <laughs> with two brothers in the story and it's like when when is it out uh september september, september yes. i can't wait September. i can't wait i can't wait so with all of this happening like what's in it for when you all balls down what what are you trying to extract from all of this this life that you've built and you've you're leaving and you've led what would make it all come together for you hmm, hmm. Being able to affect lives positively, you know, just having a great legacy. Legacy is important to me. Well, you come from legacy. Yeah, legacy is important for me, important to me. Just being able to, after all said and done, after we are long gone, whether we have grown old or we have retired or whatever it is, just being able to be a figure that positively affected lives and you know, this situation around him. Yeah, that would make everything come together for me. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.